Blog Talk Radio. time with Pastor Steph. Good morning, good morning, good morning, rise and shine. You're on with the due time with Pastor Seth. How are you this morning? That's what I like to hear. That's what I like to hear. For this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. So, where were you last week? Unless we we started off shaking the Monday morning blues with the due time crew. And our conversation was sweet nothings or the compliments he would love to hear. Well, one of the things, I'm so lucky to have you. Yes, yes, that was a resounding yes. Men love to hear, I'm so lucky to have you, you know, they are, it does, it does get to them and make them feel quite good. I appreciate all you do. Well, Brother Al says, that one, that one there, that one makes me a little suspicious, what you want? <laughs> Oh, my goodness gracious. Well, you're a great father. Well, you know what? The ladies and Brother Al do agree that, you know, when a woman is willing to compliment you on your father's skills, that uh, that's a true compliment. Because we do have some women who would agree that despite the fact that he wasn't a good partner, that he is a good father. Okay. Uh, he looks boss at some say that big pat others would say. I can't remember how Pastor Charlotte put it. But, you know, squeezing on my soul. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes. Men you want to be noticed, they do want to be complimented on the way they look. But one of the biggest, one of the biggest nothing or compliments they want to hear 
I'm listening. Men always want to know that you are listening to what they have to say, their love language, their concerns. They want to be paid attention to. And ladies, trust me when I tell you I have had this conversation with enough men, young and old. Yes, they want to not just be shown attention, but they want to know that you are listening. So put the phone down, turn the TV off, stop talking to your girlfriend, settle them kids a little bit early so that you can give him the time that he needs. Okay? Well, we would not have a complete Monday morning if we did not have our switch tip with Shanti. And the switch tip for last week was don't fear the one you follow. So if you're following God, then the only type of fear you need to have for God is that reverent fear. Yes. You know, you don't want to fear him like he's the, you know, that, that uh, abusive individual where they pretty much scare you into, you know, doing what they want you to do or following the things that you, you know, that they want you to follow. No. You know, don't fear God in that sense. You know, you want to make sure that you understand that he is your creator and that you need to respect him. And, you know, that's the kind of fear that God wants you to have. He's not the boogeyman. All right? So let's make sure we keep that in its right perspective. Okay? Oh, hey. Well, because of Independence Day, there was no show, but wow, Wednesday did roll around and our girl Vivian got started with her socially conscious segment and we talked about the educators who are pushing for the phones to be banned from the schools and unfortunately we are talking about as young as a baby, the kindergartner not kindergartner but <laughs> Kindergartners, the young, you know, the elementary school individuals, we know that, you know, now we're in a different climate and because we don't know what's going to jump off in the school, that we need them to have their phones locked, stocked, and ready to go. But unfortunately, some children have not, you know, that is a real focus in the purpose of having the phone in school is not to be used and pulled out and twirling while the teacher is teaching. And it's got to be some kind of challenge for them to experience this. We have seen some confrontations going, I mean, exchanges going, I mean, some bad, bad, bad results when the teachers have tried to 
get these phones from these students, and it has not gone well at all, unfortunately. And I, I, I really feel their pain. I really feel their pain because you don't have the cooperation from some teachers that you need. Yes, and I'm saying the teachers, I'm saying some of the, the, of the staff, the principals, you don't have the cooperation from parents that you need. So it, it has to be some kind of challenging situation. Well, the lady got to talking, and the topic was the non-negotiables in your Christian life. Yes, you, you just got to have the non-negotiables if you're going to worship God. If you're going to, if you're going to serve God, and serve God, not yourself, is definitely one of them. You cannot serve anything but the master and expect for things to go well in your life. Obey God and not your appetite is another. Should be another non-negotiable. You know, we can't serve everything, obey everything, and still maintain a perfected relationship with our Lord. Believe God and not the deceiver. Yeah, that is definitely one of the non-negotiables that needs to be in your arsenal. Because if we don't trust and believe God and we are believing everything else, that means we're automatically believing the deceiver and it will be downhill from there. Okay? And that's how we spent our wow Wednesday. Well, Thursday, therapeutic Thursday rolled around and uh, we got to talking about some stuff, and you know, <laughs> I'm gonna send you back to Thursday. I, you know, I try to do that every once in a while. Make you go back and listen. So yeah, I'm gonna chill a little bit. Go ahead back to Thursday and get the smoke for yourself. Okay. Well, Friday, Friday, Friday. It was Freestyle Friday, and we talked with our men. And oh my, oh my, oh my, what a conversation. We talked about the story where the mother was not too happy to hear about her daughter's husband bathing and bathing with they're 18 months old. Mm-hmm. And she threatened to call CPS if they did not change that process. Now, I love the fact that we had this conversation with the men because I really wanted to know what the men had to say about this particular you know, situation and you know mom says well let me change that the daughter says I've walked into the bathroom while they were showering that's her husband and her 18 month old 
and she's usually just sitting in the bottom of the shower with her, usually drawing with her on the walls of the shower and teaching her new words and stuff.
Hi, I'm Ryan Mum. I am 17 years old. I am from Corona, California. Arthritis sucks not only because of the physical problems, but it also affects us emotionally at school with bullying or just thinking that we're not good enough to go out with everyone else because we can't keep up with people. It's a struggle, but it will get better because there will be a cure. If not for my generation, for the one that's ahead of me. Good morning, and good morning again. Welcome back to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph, and we are shaking the Monday morning blues. Thank God for his mercy and grace that has allowed us to be together just one more again. And I'm excited. I'm excited. God has been an amazing God as always, and we are so blessed, <clears throat> excuse me, we are so blessed to be able to know the Lord. We don't have to hide. We don't have to be ashamed. Oh, we can just like do this thing out in the open. Let's get our morning started. Well, you know how we always start our Monday morning with that little tippy tip. So last week, we talked about our little secret as to how to make our vegetables even better. Now, this came past me, and I thought about it. I thought about this would be a great little tip because people... Believe it or not, adults are still walking around here talking about, I like vegetables. And now, now, I'm sorry. Now, when we're children, that's one thing. But you're not going to tell me that as an adult, you still have not caught on to the fact that vegetables are our lifeline. You cannot fill your body up with meat and starch and sugar. You have got to see the benefit of and the benefits of putting some vegetables in that system, okay? So, Pastor Steph is going to help you out for the second week in a row, and this is going to be a few more tips as to how we can just turn it up a little bit. Our girl, Kenny, always says, I throw those onions and peppers up in there, and let me tell you something. Onions and peppers can have your kitchen and your your house smoking. I'm telling you. You're like, oh, my goodness, what are you getting ready to cook? Because that's, uh, it just brings a certain aroma. Now, that's whether you put it with a little bit of butter, whether you put it with a little bit of olive oil, or whether you put it with a little vegetable oil. Then 
you just start the whole process with a little uh, onions and peppers. Now, onions and peppers are vegetables, by the way. Yes, they are. So, see, you didn't already got the process started, but don't tell me that I only eat, you know, onions and peppers. So, stuff them. Yes, stuff those vegetables. One of my favorite, and I have to tell you, I don't eat this as often as I like because, baby, peppers, have you seen the price of peppers these days? <laughs> now, it seems to be where the colorful peppers are sometimes just a little bit cheaper than the green peppers, but if you slice that baby in half with the green pepper, red pepper, yellow, orange, and stuff it with, you know, with a little bit of meat and a little bit of herbs and spices and put a little bit of rice or maybe even just a tad bit of sweet potato or potatoes. I'm giving you my recipe, by the way. And, you know, a little bit of cheese, a little bit of ground turkey or ground beef or, you know, just shred some chicken. Man, the base of this uh, recipe is a vegetable, the pepper, okay? You can also, also stuff eggplant. Oh, my goodness. My house is smoking with eggplant. That is one of our favorites these days. Favorite, favorite, whatever. Favorites are, you know, we, we mix it up with, um, what do you call it? With some zucchini. Yes, I cut that bad boy up real small, cut the... The uh, kitty up real small, or I put it in the food processor. Yes, and you can gut your eggplant. You can put some again. I put a little ground turkey in there because some people eat the ground beef. <laughs> put your little ground turkey, or I'm gonna tell you what else I do. I buy turkey sausage. Yes, and I mix that up with a little bit of either tomato sauce or um, spaghetti sauce, whichever one. Or maybe you could find your own little gravy. And, man, put that in the oven with some cheese. That eggplant is thicken. So you can also do that. Oh, it does say eggplant, zucchini, for those of you who like mushrooms, you can do it with squash. Oh, you can do it with potatoes. Yeah. See? Told you. All right. Well, they're giving another suggestion to how you can turn up your vegetables. They say spritz it with a little citrus. Now, this is new for me because I don't try to do that. At least I don't think I do. They say, you know, put a squeeze a little lime, lemon, orange juice over your favorite vegetable, and it would give it a little, you know, turn up, okay? They say, another suggestion, drizzle your favorite vegetables with a little oil, okay? And, of course, that's best with olive oil, okay, or avocado oil. Yes, you know, grapeseed oil. Yes, yes, because especially if you're the only kind of sauteing it, because not all, all oils are meant to be, you know, heated at like a vegetable oil, 
um, fire, heat, okay? So if you're just going to put it in the oven, if you're just going to saute it, yeah, just, you know, put a little oil on there and throw a little onion and garlic and basil and give it, kick it, man. I don't know how you like vegetables at this point. Now, we got a couple of more minutes, so if you have something that you want to suggest, you know how to get in touch with me. Just throw that idea over. Let's help our brothers and sisters get a little creative so that they can take care of this temple that God has given us just a little bit better than they have been. If you found something that works for you, throw it out. I'll read it. Well, they say, when in doubt, add that cheese. Now, let me tell you, pasta stuff gets real bored real easily, especially when I'm trying to really shave off some of the stuff I'm, I'm eating. And in more recent months, I've really cut down off of the pasta, the rice, the potatoes, and I have really gone veggie crazy up in this house. But the best part about it is my girls love it. They love the vegetables. And one of our go-to is cheese. And what I have come to enjoy were, you know, are the different cheeses. So I'll mix in a minute um, some Swiss, some, and I hope I'm saying this right, some Gouda, that's G-O-U-D-A. I'll mix some extra sharp. See, I love extra sharp cheddar cheese. Um, I'll get some of any kind of cheese, and I'll mix it up. And you can throw that over your broccoli. Now, don't drown it. Don't drown it. Please don't drown it. Just, you're supposed to just drizzle it, okay? Because it's supposed to accentuate and just lift your vegetable. You're not supposed to put your vegetables in your cheese, okay? So... Cauliflower is another good uh, vegetable that you can prepare and get that air fryer together and, you know, sprinkle your little cheese over your cauliflower and zucchini. I just got finished telling you about the eggplant, you know, the peppers. You can really do a lot with cheese. I mean, you can really do a lot with cheese. So, and mix it up. Mix it up. Okay? They say add a sweet glaze. All right? So, for those of us who are not diabetic, that is a good idea. You can um, take your Brussels sprouts and your turnips. I happen to love turnips, by the way. They're very bitter. Oh, my goodness. They're very bitter. And Brussels sprouts need that little spritzing as well. So if you take your Brussels sprouts and your turnips and you drizzle it with a little honey or a little maple syrup or they call it balsamic glaze, you'd be surprised if you add that little um, uh, topping with some herbs and spices, again, that basil, that garlic, those onions, and listen, turn it up you will really enjoy your vegetable dishes, okay? One of their other suggestions is to buy baby vegetables. Now, this is new to me because 
I only know about baby carrots. Duh. Well, I happened to just uh, start shopping back at a supermarket, and they have one of the largest produce sections that I have ever been to. And I have seen such an array of vegetables. And one of my favorites is the baby carrots. So they're saying you can get baby carrots, you can get baby eggplants, baby artichokes, baby Brussels sprouts. Yeah. They do have a different taste. If you taste baby carrots versus long carrots, there is a sweeter taste to the baby carrots. So it's probably the same with all of the other baby vegetables, okay? And lastly, they're telling you if you want to turn up your vegetables and how they taste, get creative with your recipes. And that's what I was talking about, okay? So I guess no one out there in, you know, the land of its due timelessness, they don't have any suggestions. But I have definitely given you enough to definitely help you get some more vegetables in your system, all right? Put away all of that heavy starch, put that to the side, eat less of that because that breaks down into sugar. So for those of us who are already diabetic, for those of us who are pre-diabetic, Oh, somebody just sent something over. You want to watch your intake of, um, what do you call it, Um, starches. Okay. Well, our girl Vivian says, hey, check out a vegetable omelet. Now, as a non-egg eater, I have to tell you, that is one smoking recipe. Get that spinach. Get that broccoli, those onions, those peppers, that cheese, and get it moving. Yes. And it definitely turns up the taste of your egg. So thumbs up to you, Viv. Thank you for that wonderful uh, thought. So you can definitely, you know, spread those eggs too. You know, in other words, that turns one, two eggs into like a whole meal. Yeah. And you definitely get your veggies in. Okay. All righty. Well, thank you very much for your contribution. Wow. I have like tons, I mean, a ton, a ton, a ton of news stories in front of me. And I got to tell you, I don't even know where to start because nothing is really hitting me. But I will, I will, I will, I will talk about, remember the story of the man who drove his car off of the cliff out in California? Remember that? And his wife ended up telling on him, and she said that, um, he meant to do this thing, and then she asked the police to please, please, please don't, um, don't, you know, 
come down too hard on them. She's still, you know, I've seen several updates. She's still, you know, she's still sticking to the fact that it was intentional. He claims it wasn't. And they've been going back and forth with this thing forever since it happened. Well, now you have him who's now facing the court and they claim that he is saying that he is suffering from a major depressive disorder and he needs treatment, not jail time. And I'm like, really? I mean, you really don't hear this presentation very often. You know, please don't send me to jail. Send me to the mental ward. Yeah, you really don't hear, you know, please don't send me to jail. I need some mental illness treatment. Well, he is definitely playing this violin, you know, with this song. And, you know, she's still maintaining that, you know, he tried to commit suicide as well as take his family with him. And you know God was in this, you know, situation because he went over that cliff, 250-foot California cliff, and it hit the side of the cliff. The car was absolutely total, needless to say, and nobody came out with a scratch. So we can honestly say that the wings of the angel was carrying that car and thank you to God you know remember there were babies in the car these are some little kids here and you know they have a picture of the four of them and of course they're looking all happy you know he's all the doctor probably making all the money and you know she's believing that <clears throat> excuse me he's the husband that she married and I'm not saying he's not mentally ill because you got to be mentally ill to, to not just want to kill yourself, but to kill your whole family. And here we are. He's asking for, you know, a, a lighter um, sentencing. And he says, I don't, you know, need to spend jail time. I need to go to mental treatment. And, you know, he still has not said that he has deliberately tried to kill himself and his family, um, you know, but to me, that's the first step. That's the first step. So if you're not even willing to admit that you purposely drove off the cliff with your family, then you're going to jail. Sorry. So I'm not saying that he doesn't need help, like I said a minute ago, but I don't personally believe that he needs to get mental help instead of jail time. Y'all need to start getting a better uh, layout so that they can get both, you know, they can get both. You know, um, he he's 42, the wife is 41, uh, the little girl is seven, and the little boy is four. So they all could have been going to a grave. So you knew what you were doing. And whether you need complete mental treatment, so whether you need to be in that prison with, you know, in, with the people who, you know, are being mentally, you know, taken care of, 
or in the full jail. You know, God ultimately knows. So that was one of the things that I found really interesting, you know, that for him to, to make that request. Mm, yeah, all right. What else are we talking about? Well, they've got this TikTok trend that's going on. And already it's claimed the lives of four people. And it's just been six months since they've really come to know about this TikTok challenge. You know, I believe it was Montreal who has just officially banned TikTok. I don't know why the United States, you know, they haven't joined the party. Um, You have some adults with this stupid thing. Now, here's the... Here's the challenge. You jump and flip or jump or flip off the back of a speedboat. Yeah, that's 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 the cricket. Now here's the thing. The people have ended up with a broken neck or paralyzed or dead. Remember now, six people have died in a matter of I'm sorry, four people have died in a matter of six months. Now, they say the first victim died in February after plunging uh, uh, into the river while his wife and children were watching. And she unfortunately recorded his death, and he was going backwards. Now, they have another uh, participant where she jumped off. She didn't go backwards. She just simply jumped off. Now, here's what they are saying, what people are not realizing. They're saying the high rate of speed of the boat combined with the still water, they say make for a dangerous landing pad that feels similar to concrete. So that's almost like you jumping off a building and landing onto the concrete ground. And because this is a TikTok challenge, you see all of these pictures of these adults doing this. This is not one where the children or the young people are participating in. These are the adults now. And, you know, everything ain't for everybody. Just because it becomes a challenge does not mean you need to be participating. So they're not understanding that they say if an individual who jumps from a moving boat, that if they don't protect their neck and head, they can become permanently disabled, paralyzed, if not suffer an instant death. So please, people, please stop. Just because it may seem to be safe, you know, who would think that, you know, jumping off of a speeding boat would be deadly? The wor- You know, the worst thing is, you know, you hit the water and it hurts a little bit. No, this is being paralyzed. Yay! Well, oh, come on, come on, come on. Let, let's let's get let's get our heads together here. Now, here was another story that I found that was just just 
dumb. And you know what? This individual may need to get a... He may need to get his head checked a little bit. Now, what did I do with that? This is not the one I want. We have this Georgia mayor who's been charged with burglary and criminal trespassing. Now, here's how the story goes. (laughs) They're saying that he has had his eyes. And you, you know what's funny about it? They use the word coveting. They use the word coveting. They say that he has been coveting this particular home. And he decided to go into the home and just kind of parlay there. Can you imagine it? That he just went there. Okay? And let me get you this story. Hold on. They're saying that oh, the South Fulton mayor was busted Saturday <laughs> after the homeowner called the cops around 7 a.m. about a trespasser at his home. And they said that he was on the phone with the police and this mayor yelled at him several times, do you know who the F I am? I'm the mayor and I'll wait for my police to get here and see what happens then. Now, they did show up and they arrested him. And he did get to see what they were going to do. And he says, I do want to thank the South Fulton Police and the staff of officers for their courteous and professional service throughout this day as he uh, left the jailhouse. And, you know, he told the story that he was on his way to a door park when he stopped by the house claiming that it was his dream home that he had hopes of purchasing one day. So they're saying that he claims he believed the home was abandoned. And I guess the owner showing up with his gun kind of helped him understand that it wasn't. And I guess when the homeowner showed up, that's when he started cussing at the homeowner, asking the homeowner, did he know who he was? And he then asked the homeowner, you know, as he had the gun pointed at him, are you going to shoot me while I'm walking away? And the police showed up, they arrested him, and, you know, he ended up getting out on an $11,000 bond Now, needless to say, you're not the the mayor anymore. You know, what is going on? We don't get that many opportunities. And when we do, this is how we successfully jack it up.
how we mess up so easily. How do we mess up so easily? Oh, my goodness gracious. Oh, you know what? Where's my due time crew? I'm going to see what they have to say this morning. And uh, <laughs> we're going to get that chatter going. Because I, 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 my brain is kind of swirling here. Let's say good morning to our girl, too. Our girl, Tamika. Good morning, Tamika. Monday, Monday morning. Good morning. How are you? I am well, thank you. How are you today? I am doing well. Starting of a new week, thank the Lord. <laughs> Amen. The starting of a new week, Tamika, is happening fast and faster. Would you say? Absolutely. Before you could look, how are we in July? Yesterday it was January. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So we're going to have to catch up to the days. My goodness, my goodness. All right, my girl, Tamika. We are talking about this doctor who tried to kill that, what do they call it, murder suicide? And you know, he drove his car off the 250-foot California cliff. You remember us talking about this. Well, it's time for him to face the music, face the judge, and he is now asking that since he suffers from a major depressive disorder, he needs treatment, not jail time. And could the Judge, please have mercy on him and put him in a mental facility instead of jail. What's your thought? I just find it funny, um, you know, and I'm not not laughing at a situation, but it always appears that whenever it's now the court case, the first thing that individuals start saying is mental illness, mental disturbed. You know, I, I need, you know, I need that type of facility as opposed to just you did it, you know, admitting that you did. You know, I, I can't even phantom, you know, riding in a car with my husband and, you know, we riding along and all of a sudden, what, why, why are we going so fast? Where are we going? You know, and, and literally feeling the emotions, you know, I'm kind of, really squeamish about like riding planes because you know how that turbulence sometimes and sometimes when the plane is shifting to get into the altitude it, it kind of shifts to the left or to the right and you feel that that you know like it, it feels like your heart is going into your throat that type of thing but you literally are going down this oh my gosh like I can't even and of course you know now after everything oh oh well I'd rather do that than serve time you know, um, because at least, you know, I guess in those types of facilities, the, the worst that you'll get is a pad itself, as opposed to a roommate, you know, or, you know, Uncle Bubba or, you know, whomever, you know, th- those types of things, you know. So you avoid that by being in those type of facilities. You get a room to yourself, you get your own jacket, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, uh, I find it interesting, too. Why didn't you get help? before you tried to kill your wife and family, if you were Absolutely. all that. 
need of help, you know? So, yeah, you punk it out right now, punk. (laughs) What do you think about these, these adults who have now taken on to this TikTok challenge and they're jumping off the back of a speeding boat and this particular TikTok challenge has claimed four lives in six months and they are saying what the people do not realize is that when you jump off a boat, a speed boat at a high rate of speed that mixed with the still water, it makes a dangerous landing pad that feels similar to concrete. Mm. I just, you know, what are we, two years old? You know, <laughs> just grow up. You know, I, I, I keep looking at things and they become more and more detrimental to our health. I don't know if you remember the, the milk crate challenge. So individuals pile milk crates on top of each other and you climb, and, and, and so it looks like a staircase. And so it's one uh, milk crate uh, and then there's two, three, four, however high you want it, and then it goes four, three, two, one. So you're climbing up the milk crate um, and then climbing back down, you know, and then some genius decided, oh, well, let's try it with heels you know, and broken bones and all types of, now we're talking about something that's even far greater detrimental to your health. You know, literally, I've been on a jet ski. I've never fallen off, you know, but the, just the, the, the push and drive, and I kept telling the person that I was riding, like, slow down, why are you going so fast? You know, and now you're talking wow. about that type of, you know, um, being released, you know, honestly, yeah, you're going to, it, it's a hard impact, you know, it's kind of like falling off a diving board, you know, and they tell you, even with a diving board, there's instructions, certain things that they tell you don't do, because it's detrimental to your health, you know, and so why would you think that this would be a wise idea? You're assuming that the water is going to cushion you. No, it's not. It's just literally like, you know, flipping on, on concrete head first. Because you don't know how you're going to fall off of this thing, you know. Are you going to hit your bottom, which you could still cause damage to your lower, your, your sacrum, your lower back, your lumbar, causing issues to your back. When you hurt your back, you can, you can literally be paralyzed. So it affects your legs. It could affect your arm. You have absolutely no idea. And for you to be as an adult with this type of childish behavior, you know, you detriment your life, you know. And now... Not only that, you, now you got to have health care takers or relatives trying to take care of you because of something just idiotic that didn't make sense. Mm, I don't know what they're thinking. You would think that you could just say, oh, it's the kids with the TikTok challenge. Nah, it's these dumb adults as well, dumb adults as well. All right. You're in your home minding your business, and when you look up, you got the mayor standing in your house talking about, does he, do you know who he is? (laughs) He's in your house. Now, he claims that, you know, this is his dream house. He thought it was abandoned. Does it sound like he needs some mental health uh, care? (laughs) 
Oh, my gosh. Y'all know. Anybody who's been listening to this thing, I'm very territorial. Don't come. Don't come in my territory talking about, oh, you. Oh, I thought this was abandoned. You will soon find, I don't care who you are. <laughs> I don't care if you're the mayor. I don't care if you're the president. The only person that can get by with that is Jesus Christ himself. He can have everything. But you come up in my quarters talking about you thought something was abandoned. And do I know who you are? I promise you. I will find everybody. If I can't do it myself. I will find everybody, every relative that I know that will let you know this here quarter, these these quarters right here, this is one area that you definitely don't want to trespass on. Mm -hmm. You know, I I don't know what's happening to us, but as Pastor Kim would say, we're in our last and evil days. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Thank Mm -hmm. you so much for joining us. And we'll be back to converse about some other stuff. But in the meantime, let's say good morning to our Pastor Charlotte. Good morning, Pastor Charlotte. Morning, morning, morning. How are you today, everyone? I am morning. I am well, thank you. How are you? I am okay. Pastel's on the phone. You better watch how you say that. Oh, goodness, goodness. <laughs> All right. So we talked before about this, you know, this suicidal doctor who tried to drive him, well, he did drive himself and his family off the cliff. And now as he's facing the judge, he's asking the judge, because he has a mental disorder, if he could now go to a mental 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 institution opposed to jail. What's your thought on that? If you were the judge, what would you be saying? Go to jail directly to jail and do not pass anything. Not even get two hundred dollars. That's what my thing was. <laughs> I thought of you're trying to get out of something that you're trying to kill your whole entire family, and you want to be. Um, go to a mental institution, but what about the wife and the children? What about them? What about their thoughts? What about uh, them knowing that husband and daddy has tried to kill us? It's going to be an issue with them for the rest of their life. So why do you think that you should get off scot-free? No, I think that you should go to jail. Um, I do. A lot of people do want to do this mental thing and want to go there, and I guess they keep them for however long. And it's not like prison. No, go to prison and still get your mental. But you have to go to prison because you try to kill people. All righty, all righty, nice and to the point. Oh, what about this TikTok challenge of these? individuals who are jumping off of the back of a speedboat. Some of them are just jumping into the water, and some of them are actually jumping, flipping backwards into the water. What's your thought on this TikTok challenge for adults? Now, that's really crazy because I thought about the minds of the people and what are we teaching our children? Whatever happened of safety, 
of teaching them to be safe, whatever happened to all of those things. And for adults just to want to be a kid um, and have these childish minds and thinking that it will never happen to me. Because that's most of the time what people do, right? They think that they're going to pass it. Oh, it just happened to so-and-so when they die, but oh, no, it's not going to happen to me because I'm smarter than them. But the outcome is always still the same. And uh, TikTok, uh, some of the stuff that I have seen, I don't even understand why they even post it. You know, why the somebody's not on there to take down when it comes to danger for each other. Because everything can go sideways. You know, we can have just walk in the kitchen and, you know, on a fork or something can drop on, on the floor, but instead of it hitting the floor, it can stab you in your foot. So accidents do happen. But for you to take this and knowing that these things can happen, most of the time people jump off the boat, they jump away from the boat. But when you're back flipping, you're flipping towards the boat. So they need to take it off. Well, uh, Montreal has uh, one of those uh, Canadian um, areas. They have banned TikTok altogether. And that's not the first time I've heard it. This uh, About a year ago, if not more, somewhere else banned TikTok. And I don't mm-hmm. understand why the United States, you know, they have not joined the the party in banning this because it has definitely claimed too many lives and you know, clearly this is not the best thing for us. So I I definitely agree. All right. You're in your home, and when you look up, you got the mayor standing up in there talking about who he is and do you know who he is and so forth and so on. You know, are you going to talk to him, pray with him, or call a cop? Okay, you said, am I going to talk to him? No. Pray with him? No. Am I going to call the cops after? Because my thought was, when he got up and said, do you know who I am? My thought was, you should have done your homework to know who I am. You wanted to have a dream home? Your dream home is prison. (laughs) And why you in my home? I thought that the law is on your side. When you cross my threshold and if I kill you, it's because you, you know, you in my house. Because remember back then you snatch them in, oh, that, well, my former days. You know, you go to somebody's house and you snatch them in and the law is on your side. That don't work no more? I don't know, girl. I have no idea as to what the law is. I, I don't know, because everybody's getting a the pass these days, so you could just go for the assault and you just stand and ask for mercy. <laughs> oh, well, know. he he would have been the mayor, and it would have been one less mayor, because now you came inside my home, and the law should be on my side. Now, you're right, sometimes it don't work that way, but we're going to all take a chance, because you try to hurt me. That's all I know. <laughs> You tried to hurt me. You sitting on my couch with your feet up in your dream home. So now I have a new dream home for you. So somebody better hurry up and come. Yeah. You don't want to come across the door here. Wow. (laughs) 
You don't want to try oh my it. Goodness. You know how uh, with yeah. that uh, that commercial with the roaches, you might check in, but you won't check out. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Look at Pastor Charlotte. Oh my goodness. Oh yes. my goodness. Well, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Oh, we'll be back. <laughs> oh, the morning, Pastor KL. Good morning, Pastor KL. Pastor Charlotte is feeling mighty well this morning. How are you? She, she's feeling okay. Good morning. I'm scared of Pastor Charlotte this morning. <laughs> oh, I'm scared. We're coming to hide. We're coming to hide in your dream. Big bully for, oh, my goodness. She's big bully for Christ. <laughs> oh my goodness, Oh my goodness. All right, you were with us when we talked about this 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 murder suicide and you know, now that he's standing before the judge, he's asking for mercy, you know, and he wants to go to the mental institution because he has a mental issue. He does not feel jail is the place for him. If you were the judge, well, what would you say? Well, he's going to jail. He, the only reason why he got a mental issue now is because he's thinking about what's going to happen to him. So that's what that's what messes up anybody's <laughs> mental capacity. You know what I mean, okay. listen, I got a mental issue just just thinking about jail. Just, listen, just thinking about handcuffs, I got a mental issue. So I mean, it, it's just a thought of it. You know, if you. If you pull me over at a stop sign, I now have a mental issue. Because I don't know what this man going to do Okay. Me. You know, so, 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 so that's what that is. So what would you tell him? Oh, he's going to jail. Yeah, I said that first. He's going to jail. He's going to jail for a long time. He, uh-huh. he ain't crazy. <laughs> but when you finish, you shall be, right? Mm. <laughs> All right. Okay, you shall be crazy. You might not be crazy now, but you will be. All right, should mm. they shut down this TikTok business? Because now, you know, you, you're at the point. In four, in, in six months, you've had four lives taken as adults, 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 who clearly don't know, you know, what to do and what not to do. You know, what, what what would be your move? Would you move to shut this thing down? Well, I think, you know, I think they should have been shut this down. I mean, I, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how many lives, you know, when they say all lives matter, do they really matter? How many lives ha- have to be taken in order all all for us to realize that this is not fun? You know, when, when they did the ice cream challenge, I, I'd have quit then. You know what I mean? Everybody can't do ice. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it, it's just too much. It's too much. You know, when people are dying or people are getting hurt, you know, by, by what is this, by any means necessary for somebody to laugh at you? Being dead is not funny. Being hurt, the, 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 the joke is no longer there. You know, that it's just not there anymore. You know, when, when you have to bury your loved one or even go to the hospital because your loved one is in critical condition, critical condition was that joke worth it? Was the challenge worth it? And then what did you get when, when, when you mastered the challenge? Nothing. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump yeah. off myself. And, and we already know that, you know, weight falls really, really hard. So I'm going to jump my fat self off the boat 
in water. And then when I make it, what I get? Pain. That's what I get, pain. You know, and sometimes because you stay alive, don't mean you live a good life if if if, if you paralyze. Yeah. 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 You you know, you're a burden to your family. You're a burden right. to your family. Now, Pascal, this one of the gentlemen, he actually performed the challenge while his wife and children were on the boat and he he passed away. He died. He killed them. So now you have entire family that needs mental treatment because they just watched their husband and their family die and the uh, the father die you know like you said is it worth it is it worth it i don't know i you know the crazy part that's wow that's the person that has that's the person that has no life insurance and now they're doing you know what i'm done no, I'm, no, I'm just, I'm just saying, I you know, these people that, that, these people that take chances, they have nothing, nothing. It's just a joke to them. So, so now, yeah, they have to deal with the parents, the, the, the family has to deal with emotional, but now we got to figure out how to bury you. Listen, you should have went to the Navy yeah. so that we can bury you at sea. You want to be crazy? <laughs> we'll bury you at sea. Yeah, this is. This is really unwise, very unwise. Now you have your dream home, and you wake up, and the mayor is standing in your dream home, declaring it that it's his dream home. Where do you go from there? Well, see, I, mean, I, I hear all y'all talk about calling police and all that stuff. Give him a shot because he he he, he poses a. A, a, a threat to me, you know. There, there was there was a game back in the days, and, and and we're old, we're all the same age, where you had to say, "Mama, may I?" So when the man came oh. out and said, "Mama, may I?" and I'd have shot him, <laughs> and then oh, we would have called the police, or or I'd have made more money than did his eulogy, one or the other. You know what? <laughs> <laughs> oh my. <laughs> Y'all are so melting this morning. Y'all are so melting this morning. Oh, my goodness. We got a comment. We got a comment from our backseat drivers. Well, thank you so much, Pastor Kale, for joining us. We're getting ready to go into our topic of this morning. But... Uh, we have it's the summertime, so get some of those vegetables on skewers and put them on the grill. All righty, that's a suggestion in regards to the TikTok challenge. Someone is saying the enemy is saying, "Hey, follow me." Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. You know, the enemy is too creative as to you know get how to get us to kill ourselves. I tell you, he ain't got to kill us. Just let us kill us. All righty. My due time crew. Last week we spoke about the sweet nothing that our men like to hear. And this week we're going to talk about some things that our men say they 
which we would do more of. Mm. I want to see how you feel about this. And uh, let's start with, he says, he he wishes you would do laundry more with less attitude. Mm. Throw that laundry in that that, uh, washing machine and keep it moving. Oh, we're going to start with our girl, Tamika. What say you? (laughs) I'm sorry. I find this hysterical only because (laughs) I live it. (laughs) I absolutely Are you serious? Um, Wow. (laughs) You're not. Um, uh, Since uh, marriage, uh, I have washed every load of clothes. and I don't complain. I don't. I don't. I don't mind because you know everybody has something that they enjoy doing, and others have things that they don't enjoy. You know, and, and in our instance, our particular instance, um, Al does not like washing clothes, so I wash them with just no problem. I put them away. But then there becomes the issue of, oh, well, this has a hole in it. Look, you ask me to wash them. If you have that much of a complaint, dear, then you can most certainly wash them yourself. <laughs> All right. Oh, we coming out the gate with some experience. All right now. All right now. Oh, Pastor Charlene. He says, come on, come on, baby. Put the load of laundry up in that washing machine and get it done. What say you? I hate laundry. I got an attitude because I got to separate them. Then I got to take them. My, I don't have it in my home, so I have to go out and do laundry. I don't. Oh, I hate laundry. Um, you probably think that, but no, I just do it and it'll pile up because I hate. Got to go outside. Oh my goodness gracious! Wow, she said he probably. <laughs> oh my! Oh my! All righty, all righty. Pastor KL, you're the man in this mission here. What say you on this side of the fence? Do you feel like, listen, just please just get this laundry done? Yeah, well, see, you know, some things I just don't understand. You know, I, I can understand Pastor Charlotte's point. But I got you a washer and dryer in the house. You ain't got to put no coins in there. There's, there's, there's washing powder. Everything's there for you. You ain't got to trip trap no down no steps, no elevator, go around the corner to Alibaba. You know what I mean? Just put it in. All you're doing is watching soap operas anyway. It's not like you're watching the washing machine. Just put the clothes in there and let them wash oh as you do what you're doing. And then come back. I, I don't understand the problem. Wow. <laughs> I don't understand the problem. All right. All right. All right. Well, here's a, here's an interesting one. Men on this list, men say that they would love for you to let him get a little vulnerable. Oh, that's interesting. Pastor Charlotte, say that again. what do you think about that? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Say it again. Wish- 
he wishes that you would allow him to get a little vulnerable, meaning he doesn't always have to be macho all the time. He doesn't always have to be the man all the time. Let me get a little vulnerable. Let me cry a little bit. Let me show a little bit of my weakness. That's what he's talking about. We'll say you, Pastor Charlotte. Sure. We can cry together. Why not? You know, we become emotional sometimes. Men are just as emotional as women. They act like they're not. And it'll be okay. Ain't going to make me think no less. You know, unless you, it's a time when you need to be manning up, though. Uh, but, you know, it's so fine. It's okay. Because sometimes, you know me, that man side of me come out, so you got to deal with that. So I deal with your emotions mm. on the girl's side. We'll be all right. But like I said, <laughs> we'll cry together. <laughs> you know what? I'll... I'm so done. I'm so done. All right, Pastor Gail. <laughs> Is that true for you? You know, you would like to, you know, come down off that macho, you know, uh, pedestal at times. I, 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 I don't know who who um who said all this. It must have been Twan. But um, no, that that's not true. It's not true at all. <laughs> it's, it, it's not, I mean, we we don't want to be vulnerable. We 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 just don't want to. Now, if it came out once, you know, because we had a death or something, that even that we're trying to suppress. We're not saying, girl, let me cry with you. Girl, I just wish I could cry. <laughs> no, we ain't going. To, no, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. <laughs> girl, let me cry with you. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. All right, Tamika. All right. You know, Al says, this is Tamika, just, just let me get a little vulnerable right now, all right? <laughs> I, I can see I, I can see Al chop chopping up the morning with some tears. <laughs> 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 oh my God! Well, what what say you to me, girl? You gonna let him come down off that vulnerable, you know, into that vulnerability zone? Yeah, quit picking on my baby. He can't defend himself. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Oh my God! You're going to make him cry because he can't defend himself. No, but I, I, I oh, mean, yeah. you know. Oh, yeah. With all jokes aside, I think it's, it's, it's one good safe place, you know, when you can <clears throat> express yourself as a man, you know, with a woman. You know, we often, you know, talk about certain things, you know. Um, even you look at the Bible, you know, um, Samson was, was able, unfortunately, it's a bad example, but he was able to relax in front of Delilah. Um, and so being able to be transparent. <laughs> I knew you were going there. I said, it is a bad example. 
Come on, Jimmy. He just proved his point. Oh my God! I, I, I knew it. I, I knew he was going to go there. But the fact that you have the availability—let's just hope that the woman that you decide to disclose yourself to or be vulnerable with is not a Delilah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The Philistines will be coming. <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh my goodness. Hey, to me, he's crying here. now with them kids. He's crying now with them kids. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh All right. So the men have compiled this list, and they say they would love a compliment as to how well he's been balancing everything. He wishes that his wife would, a woman, will compliment him on how well he's been balancing everything. Is that on your list, Pastor KL? Do you need that, you know, that stamp? No, no, I I, I don't. I, I think that a, a man, a real man, is secure in, in who he is and what he does. And, and, and just by seeing the posture of the woman, the happiness of the woman, you know, that's compliment enough. Just for her not nagging about not doing the laundry, it's compliment enough. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, these things, we, 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 we don't need all this stuff. You know, when you're not complaining, when you're, when you're not fussing, when you're not saying, you know, the bills are due, when, when you're not going through all of that, then that's, that's uh, attaboy or you've done a great job enough for a man to, to, to know that the family is, is well. Is well. All right, all right. Ooh, that y'all, that was a dig, y'all. That was a dig. All right. Tamika. Uh, yeah, that was a dig. I caught that one. I was I caught that one. I caught that one, Pastor K. I got it. I got it. Um, Tamika, what about, you know, him feeling like he needs you to compliment him on how well he's balancing it all? Um, I, I, I think that's important. You know, it, it's a way of expressing, hey, listen, you know, I'm grateful that you are there, that you're doing your portion. You know, everybody has their task. And sometimes in doing all that you do, you forget to say thank you. And so when you can take time out, you know, in your day, in the midst of everything that you're doing, hey, listen, you know, I'm so appreciative that you're doing such and such and such. And sometimes it's just something simple. You know, it doesn't have to be, you know, oh, I'm glad you're managing the bills and the this and the that and the this. You know, hey, I appreciate the fact that you wash your dishes today. Hey, you know, I, I, I noticed that the floor looks a little different. You swept up, you know. Just little small things can, can help, you know. Um, and you'll find that a lot of times when you open up that, that that um, conversation of gratitude, you'll find that you'll get more done, you know, that he'll push himself to do even more just because you complimented the last thing. Okay, okay, okay. All right, Pastor Charlotte, what say you? I heard the dig as well. That's why I don't want to do lunch. <laughs> but it's Okay. <laughs> I'll call you later, Pastor KL. <laughs> so, <laughs> so now my answer is I was listening of thanking them, but 
it goes both ways, right? So my thing is that you're doing it because we live here together. You're doing it because we are together. So does that mean that every time that you do something that I should thank you, but are you going to thank me as well? You know, for going to the laundry, doing your laundry, separating your laundry, because there's a lot that comes with laundry. This is yeah, ain't about you. It's about the men. Oh my God! This, 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 this ain't no, about you. It's saying. about the men. No, no, no. L- listen, listen. First of all, okay, yeah. First of all, you using a woman's perspective. What's called uh, Tamika gave uh, uh, a newlywed perspective. Ask her the same question in five years. She ain't gonna be taking out for nothing. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. But that's what I'm saying. Um, these are we're thanking you for things that you should be doing. Is that what we're saying? Things that you mm. should be doing. And that's mm. where I'm at. Interesting. Well, well I'm, so I'm, now, I'm in agreement with you, Charlie. I'm in agreement with you. We, I mean. When, when when you're a man and you're you're you know that that who you are, you don't need all that stuff because, like you said, these are things that we should be doing, and and just by by watching the posture of your family, that's thanks enough. So I don't know where this torn this comes from. Wait 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 wait! You don't know where the what comes from? The twan list, you know twan. <laughs> You know, I have to, I, 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 you know, I understand, I actually understand where the both of you are coming from, because in my, my thought is, okay, is it, a man should be doing what he needs to do and what he should be doing in the home, the same way the woman should be doing what she needs to be doing in the home, whether it's washing clothes, doing dishes, cleaning up the house, mowing the lawn, whatever it is, whatever it is. Because, you know, we don't have any role plays most times in the home. We kind of just do what needs to be done, and if there's any, you know, uh, some particulars maybe stay in the male area and stay in the female area. And I I honestly believe that not that it has to become a tit for tat, the thank yous. You know, well, I'll thank you if you thank me. But I believe I'm I'm, I'm erring on the side of Pastor KL that says, well, you know what, you will be able to hear the thank you when you watch what she does. In terms, and I used to always say that to the men in the church, and I said, "You, you want to make your woman happy? Just do what you're supposed to do, and watch what she does in return. That's her thanks. She may not come out and say thank you. Now, every once in a while, should you say, you know, give a compliment or something like that? I, I honestly believe that it's necessary. I don't care how much you may not feel, it's necessary." But it should not be a tit for tat. So you swept up. I'm gonna say, thank you for sweeping. You you know you wash the clothes. Thank you for washing the clothes. These are the things that make the home what it is. 
these are our, you know, these are our duties in the home, and we should be doing them lovingly. And and if we are actually acting in kind, responding in kind, and everyone is doing things on a lovingly, on a loving, yeah, on a loving level, then we shouldn't have to worry about if I don't hear the thank you now I'm twisted. I, I, when I saw this on the list, I was saying to myself, well, what are you doing in the house that you feel you need to be thanked for? You know, I, I get my thanks when I have, you know, uh, mowed the lawn, and when you come, when, when you come in, um, I've, I've made sure there's your change of clothes. I've laid out, you know, and I'm, run, I'm running your bath, and now your food is cooked. I shouldn't have to say thank you necessarily if I choose to say thank you because that's what's on my heart to say. That's one thing. But it should not be this expectation uh, of everything I do should be thank you because there are people who really feel like this. So this being on this list kind of, I was like, here we go, you know, that if I don't get it, then I'm all, you know, uh, sensitive that I didn't get it. So I think we need to pay attention to stuff like that. So. You know, just love one another, and, and that's your thanks. And every once in a while, if a thank you comes out, I think at that point it, I, it would mean more to me than if I swept the floor, thank you, Steph. You know, if I washed the wall, thank you, Steph. If I fried the chicken, thank you, Steph. I, I, I don't need that. I don't need that. I don't need that. I'm not, in, I'm not, I'm not a server. Well, I got, somebody got to keep saying thank you. So yeah, it, I, I kind of get, you know, it, it, it's in the middle. Here's one that I'm... I want to know what you ladies and gentlemen think of this one. You know, on this list, he says he wishes his woman would let him off the hook at times. Now, what do you say for that one? Who are we up to, uh, Tamiko or Pastor Charlie? Mm-hmm. Okay, so Tamiko, you take this one. Let him off the hook. <laughs> Why? What have you done? <laughs> That's the first thing yeah. that I think in my head. But um, yeah. you know, it's like okay. <clears throat> now we're thinking of. Um, I remember in my former life, this the 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 guy that I was dating. He was always doing something, you know, and like, oh, well, you you you're perfect. You never do anything wrong. And I'm like, no, that's not the case. Well, why can't you excuse this? Because you're always doing something. You know, and so, you know, no, I'm not going to let you off the hook, you know, because especially if it's something that we've discussed and you just keep doing it, you know, that it's, it's just senseless. It's insane. And you just keep doing it. So, no, I'm not letting you off the hook. We need to either agree or disagree, you know. Um, but, no, I'm not letting you off the hook if you did it. You know, fess up. Deal with it. You know, be grown enough to, you know, handle, hey, I did it, you know, and, and let's talk about it or you know, do whatever needs to be done after, you know, after we have this conversation. Well, that, that'll let me know whether I need to stay with you or if there's a red flag. All righty, all righty. Pastor Charlotte, he wants you to let him off the hook. Well, my first thought as well was it depended on what it is because sometimes you'll let them off the hook and you know, that it truly bothers you, and then it's going to happen again when you could have nipped it in the butt at the first turn. 
So it varies because it really depends on what it is. If it's something that you can, you know, okay, I'm, I apologize. I'm not going to do it again All right now because I'm going to keep you to it. I'm going to tell you what we, we was at, what you had on, when you said it. You know, so <laughs> yep, that's me. <laughs> so if you constantly, yes. To, wait. Wait, no, I got to stop you right there. What happens to the verse that says, love keeps no records of wrongs? Now, you didn't just told us you're going you gonna to know what color socks he had on. You know, what happens to okay. that verse, Pastor Charlotte? Because you did it again. So, it, the Lord will bring back memories. <laughs> <laughs> He'll bring it back to your memory. <laughs> yes, he will. Because you told me that you're not going to do it again. And that's how things happen. How many times? Listen, we forgive, right? Now I'm going to go here because there's so many different areas that you can go in with this, you know, of really of saying, okay, I'm going to let you slide, but you slack me. Let's do that one, right? Okay. Now, how many times people have been in abusive because of that one slap? I'm not going to do it again. Or he cheated. I'm not going to do it again. Or he made a lie because that little lie can turn into a bigger lie. I'm not going to do it again. So that's why I said it's depending on what it is. Now, did you forget that you went to the store and I asked you to give me some bread and you went in and bought everything else and you forgot the bread? Okay, I'll give you a pass. Probably send you back, though, but I'll give you a pass. <laughs> so it depending on what it is because, you know, you made it brought out. So when it's, it could be anything, you know, because I'm going to remember that you slapped me. I'm going to remember that you cheated. I'm going to remember that you lied. Who's not going to remember that, Pastor Steph? And then you come pray for him. You and Pastor KL, y'all come pray for him. <laughs> Are you calling me to pray for the elders? Yes. <laughs> so we won't be on the TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, Gigi. Woo! Pastor KS. So on this list, it says, oh, he would like for you to let him off the hook. What kind of men are we dealing with? Yeah, I I, I think that's pretty bad. I, I'm 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 just in the frame of um, you know, Pastor Charlotte. I think when 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 you let stuff slide, you know, you're starting you're starting something that's not going to be good. If you let stuff slide, they're gonna slide it all over you. You know, and 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 this is the problem. And and then when when you no longer can take it, and then you confront the person. It, it's almost in awe. Well, I've been doing this forever, and it's been all right with you. Now there's a problem, you know. But as Pastor Charlotte said, when you stop it in the beginning, and 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 Pastor Charlotte, just to let you know that when you sent him back to the store, you didn't let him slide. You didn't give him a pass because you stopped it right then, you know. So that's not a pass, you know. And I think that that's what we have to do, you know, with our children, with our loved ones. We, if, if something offends you. You have to be able to say it so it doesn't offend you again. 
Alrighty. Alrighty. Uh, here's the last one. And I really want to know what, 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 what the response is here. Pastor Charlene, the man says he would like for you to be direct, but not bossy. <laughs> Stop talking about, about that one. <laughs> <laughs> she, she lost that one. She, she ain't even got to answer yeah. that one. You lost. Yeah. <laughs> that's a divorce in the making. Absolutely. Listen, all y'all know, because you could have just slid past my name with that one, because I hear that a lot. <laughs> that is me. <laughs> so I can't answer it. I think I'm all right with it. <laughs> Oh my goodness gracious! I'm just listen. I'm gonna just tell the truth on myself. I tell the truth. That's me. So might as well go on to the next person. I think it's okay. Poor Elder. Poor Elder. Can we hold hands and hold hearts for Elder? Right. Pray for him. Give him a pray for him. Oh my Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. All right, Pastor KL. What does that mean to you? You know, you, you know, the men are saying, I wish you would be direct but not bossy. That that, that that's a domestic violence. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it's 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 a different you know, I, I don't care if you tell me how you feel, but 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 don't don't tell it to me in a strong, masculine way. Like this is how I feel, and if you do it again, I'm gonna kill you. You know that kind of stuff. Don't don't scare me into doing right. You, you know what I mean? We, we can have this conversation, but don't, but don't 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 bully ball me. You know what I mean? Because at that point, there's no compromise. It, it's gonna be what you say, and that's it. And if I don't conform to it then that's going to be even in a bigger situation. Because, you know, women, if, if y'all feel that, that I've given you an ultim- ultimatum, then y'all lose your mind. But but don't do that to, to us either. You know, that, that, that's not going to be a happy home. All right, all right, all right. Okay. We're happy. Oh, We're happy. said than done because I find that, you know, you, you asked me to be direct. So now I am direct. And then when I do come correct, and I haven't said in my, you know, in my, you know, point of all, I haven't said it that You asked me to come direct. So I said what I, what it was that I had to say. Now it's, oh, I'm treating you like your mama or blah, 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 blah. Like you can't, you know, you want the truth? You can't handle the truth. That's kind of how I feel. It's like, okay, so it's easier for me to, you know, kind of skirt around it because sometimes, you know, you can't take the, the you know, so if you say it, then, then you got to be able to deal, deal with it. If, if, if that's what you want, when I spoon feed it to you, don't get mad because you told me to be direct. All right. All right. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Some interesting conversation. Thank you. I hope there was a prenup. (laughs) You know what? (laughs) 
with either one of them because that means they got something. So I, I, I need to become a better friend. I need to become a closer friend. <laughs> you know, because I didn't know y'all was rocking and rolling like that. Tanika. Oh my! Well, possibly we so both got two time. homes apiece, so yeah, that might be. <laughs> uh, well, no, excuse me, excuse me, brother Al has two homes. <laughs> oh, so do I. I do too. Okay, all right. Uh, uh, well, see, but we never know about your second home. We know about that second home, though. <laughs> we know about the So you've been keeping secrets, Tamika. You've been keeping secrets. You've been keeping secrets. That's what I said. I haven't gotten close enough to you. I, I need to, to, to become a, a, a better friend. Because if y'all need prenup, I, I need to know a little bit more. I, I might need to join that marriage. Oh, thank you so much, my due time crew for what you've contributed into today's conversation, and we pray you have a blessed day. Have a blessed day. I want to watch, Machine. Thank you. Love you guys. (laughs) 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 Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Always an interesting conversation when you're dealing with the Duke Town crew. Well, it's the top of the hour, and we know what happens on a Monday morning. We get our switch tip with Shantice. So let's say good morning to Shantice. Good morning. Good morning, Shantice. Good morning. How are you today? How are you? I'm fine. I'm fine, thank you. How are you, Pastor Steph? I am well, thank you. I'm well. What you got for us today? Okay, today I got the switch with Shantice where we make the switch from the streets to our godly feet. And the switch tip for this week is going to ruffle some feathers, but that's why Jesus came. Amen. The switch tip 156 is stop making yourself handicapped. Okay, so definition of handicapped. Of course, when you think of handicapped, you know, well, for me, let me speak for me, I think of handicapped like I envision someone in a wheelchair, you know, someone um, on crutches. Like, there's always a physical disability that immediately comes to mind. That's what I visualize first. Now we're talking about the handicap that happens mentally and emotionally and spiritually as well, where sometimes a physical handicap is nothing compared to the mental, emotional, and spiritual handicap situations that we have. And the, the title for the switch that Stop Making Yourself Handicapped came to mind because, you know, really paying attention to my own personal journey and the things that God is telling me I can't do anymore and why I can't do anymore and how deep the, the what I can't do anymore really was and listening to other people, and it's like, wow, how we just really bring so much onto ourselves. And we do understand, you know, that there are generational curses that thank God now, you know, he puts us in the position to stop if we choose to follow him. You know, we understand that there are some things that we are living efficient in. So why do we then do things that help us become slower and a lot more deficient? 
we have to pay attention to. So the definition of handicap, a circumstance that makes progress or success, a couple of synonyms or a few synonyms for handicap, there were a lot, but the ones I that were highlighted to me is hindrance, stumbling block, drawback. So again, a circumstance that makes progress or success difficult. So when you're handicapped, you are a hindrance, or your handicap is a hindrance, is a stumbling block, is a drawback. Our habits can make us handicapped. And of course, the top habits that come to mind are the sexing, the drinking, the smoking, the drugging. And when we indulge in these things, you know, when we defile our body with these things, when we ingest drugs and, and alcohol and when we smoke, we are ingesting depression. We are ingesting anxiety. We are ingesting. If I hear this ADHD, if I hear another grown man tell me they got ADHD, we, and again, don't doesn't mean that we're not deficient in some ways because we can't choose our parents. We can't choose our households when we're little. So a lot of times, and Pastor Steph always highlights, these kids can't make it out of the homes before they become deficient because of the homes, because of the parents, because of the adults, whoever's governing them, we get it. But now we're told that we have anxiety, right? And now we start smoking weed. So I just need someone to explain how weed, is supposed to help with my anxiety when we helped me to have anxiety, okay? This ADHD thing. ADHD is attention deficient hyperactive disorder. It's a chronic condition including attention difficulty, hyperactivity, and impulsiveness. So if you are an adult, whether you are a man or a woman, and you go to the doctor and they diagnose you with this, do you understand that when we now choose to drink, <laughs> we become hyperactive and impulsive when we decide to smoke? How is our attention on point? There goes the attention difficulty. When we decide to sex everything, anytime, anywhere, that just goes straight across the board with everything. So now we go to the doctor, so the doctor can tell us what we have, but then we now make ourselves more handicapped with bringing on these habits because I know people who have not they did not drink not smoke them nothing until after they've been like Jesus so how are we supposed to get better when we're helping ourselves get worse and helping ourselves become handicapped first John verse 4 I'm sorry first John 4 verses verse 1 a and b and I'm reading in a new version today. It's the Amplified Classic version. Beloved, do not put faith in every spirit, but prove, test the spirits to discover whether they proceed from God. Now, despite popular demand, when we drink, when we smoke, when we drug, oh my goodness, the sex, all of that has to do with spirits. And we're not talking about the Holy Spirit. We're talking about the spirits that come from the enemy. All of those things help to contribute to our deficiency, to our handicap. Okay? Verses 2 through 3. By this you may know, perceive and recognize the of God. Every spirit which acknowledges and confesses the fact that Jesus Christ, the Messiah, actually has become man and has come in the flesh, is of God, has God for its source. 
And every spirit which does not acknowledge and confess that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh, but was a no, a no meaning to disregard, destroy, sever, disunite him, is not of God, does not proceed from him, does not confession, is the spirit of the Antichrist, of which you have heard that was coming, and now it is already in the world. So when you think of these verses, like, what does that have to do with making ourselves handicapped, with what the spirits have to do with everything? Just think of someone, most likely yourself, when you now ingest all of these things, all of these nasty bad habits, you're now taking on these spirits that now disunite, that now have you um, disregard who Jesus is, who God is, declare invalid. That's how you know that you now have the spirits of the other side. Because when you're sober-minded, when you're clear-headed, when you're, you're facing the challenge to become better, you're acknowledging where your true help comes from. So, yes, even if you're taking the medicine and all of that, that's because God is choosing to heal you through this medicine because he does not want you to be handicapped. But because it's just so easy for us to do, we now make ourselves handicapped. James 4, 7 through 8, message version reads, So let God work his will in you. Tell a loud no to the devil and watch him scamper. Say a quiet yes to God and he'll be there in no time. Quit dabbling in sin. Purify your inner life. Quit playing the field. So we must make the conscious decision of making the switch from making ourselves handicapped to now focusing on God, making sure we're clear-minded, making sure we're level-headed, making sure we're dropping all of the habits that will help us take on all of the difficulties that we are told or that we still already have so that God can help us to live clear, level-headed lives. Thank you, Pastor Steph. Thank you, Shantese. One more time, give that title. Stop making yourself handicapped. All righty. Amen. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And we I pray that you have a blessed day. Thank you, Pastor Seth, you too. Thank you. All right, let's get that benediction today. To him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood and made us a kingdom, priest to his God and Father, to him be glory and dominion forever and ever Amen. That's Revelation 1, 5, and 6. Interestingly enough, my brothers and sisters, that was a, a really good, um, a really good footsteps by making ourselves handicapped. And I don't even know if that was her exact words. <laughs> but you get the point. And, and one of the reasons why I said it's a really good, um, a really good, what do you call it, switch tip is because, you know, we just got finished talking about this. You know, when you go through some of these things that the men were, you know, itemizing on this list to, um, for you to do, you know, he wants you to do, you think about, you becoming handicapped. Because when I looked at compliment how well he's been balanced and everything, you know, that could easily come from 
let's say, what he didn't get at home, what he didn't get at home. And now every woman that he is involved in or with has to validate what he does. That's handicapping him, whether he understands it or not. As Pastor KL said, you need to be able to stand on your own two feet and know that what you're doing, you're doing well. Now, if you get the compliment, that's an additional bonus. Or, you know, additional bonus sounds like kind of double, but it's a bonus. But if you stand on the side that somebody has got to tell you that you're worth it, that you're good, then um, if they don't, then that sends you into what? Some kind of a spiral. You know, I, I looked at the other one where it says let him off the hook. For what? For what? God doesn't let you off the hook like that. You have to confess and repent. You know what I'm saying? He, of course, you know, he, he is forgiving and he is a loving God. And just with the fact that he blesses us every day with brand new tender mercies, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about there's a responsibility that we have to take. So much is given, much is required. If, if God is just letting us off the hook for things, that's because mercy and grace prevails. It's not just because he's just going to, you know, brush stuff off. He does also say, you know, in your time of ignorance, I wink at you. So there's still some concession for who he knows you are, and he understands your capacity. That's not the same thing. You know, if I'm asking to just be let off the hook, does that mean that I'm trying to shuck my responsibility or accountability? Again, you're handicapping yourself. Because let me tell you something. This is a dog-eat-dog world. You cannot enter this world and expect to get a pass. You can't expect to be let off the hook. If that boss tells you you need to be there at 9 o'clock, be there at 9. Be there at 8. Do not be there put after nine, and that's nine to you. You're not going to last very long. If your mama and your father don't teach you what you need to do to be responsible in life, then when you get involved with that man or woman, now you're going to show them what you're really made of. They're not letting you off the hook because if they're bringing something to the table, they're expecting you to bring something to the table too. Now, if I'm going to be responsible in this relationship, I'm not letting you off the hook. Now, will I pardon or excuse some of the things because, you know, it just happens like that. And, you know, like Pastor Sean said, there are going to be some things that I kind of, you know, just kind of brush up because, you know, you got to pick your battles. But for you to just ask me to let you off the hook, Yo, you handicapping yourself. You're handicapping yourself. Who lives like that? Who lives where you want the best of everything, but yet you don't want to put up and you don't want to be held accountable and you don't want to own up to what your side of the responsibility is? That's handicapping yourself. Because, again, out here in this world, they're not, boy, you talk about let, letting you slide, giving you some pardon. Oh, you better kick that to the curb. Nah. There, 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 there's, there's nothing false. You know, I, we, I looked at Vivian the other day, and I said, God, don't give you everything. My Mariah, she's as smart as a whip, but boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, when I look at something, I'm like, oh, Lord, what happened? She just does not have that toughness 
or that alertness that her aunt, her aunt and her mother had. And I'm like, where you come from? Why, why are you crying? And I'm like, what? And, and, and everybody ain't made the same. But, but let me tell you something. I raised some tough girls. And her mom is tough. So I'm like, well, where in the world did you come from? Because out here in this world, you're going to have to be able to stand up for yourself. So now is the time for us to pay attention to that, to pray over that issue over her life, and help her become tough. Now, she doesn't have to become a brute or a bully, but she's got to toughen up. Because if not, all that book smart ain't going to mean a thing out here in this world. All of what she knows in the Lord ain't going to mean a thing. All this stuff has to be partnered together. There is no one note you need to be able to sing or have in your arsenal and they're going to make it in this world. At all. Because if you think that you can float on that one note, you are handicapped. You are seriously a handicapped individual. So it, it's time for us now to groom her. We're teaching her about God, and she, 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 she's doing a thing. She's doing a thing. We were, took, we were saying the Ten Commandments, and she, was, she wasn't looking in that book. All right? We, we know she's got very good grades. But we got to help build that other side of her because when she if she's in the third grade and at the drop of a dime she ain't she, she's shivering and shaking or dropping that tear oh it's gonna be a tough school life for her. So we've got to make sure that we step up because if we don't living in this world handicapped man. You, 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 you ain't going to make it. And it's about building, building all the qualities of God. And, and, and God says there will be no cowards in his kingdom. That means we got to toughen up now. We've got to make sure that we put all those components together because we can't serve God's kingdom either if we're handicapped. Not in, in, a, in a certain level. You know, I always tell people I'm at about 75% of the average person. <laughs> but I'm not handicapped. I'm not handicapped at all. And I, I give God thanks for who he built me to be before I became disabled. Because can you imagine me being handicapped and then becoming disabled, I couldn't serve God. There would be no due time with Pastor Steph. God's got to be able to really use you. So make sure that you're usable and you have every ability to get that done. If you over always over in the corner crying and weeping because ain't nobody said nothing to you or they said this to you and it hurt your feelings, you have to toughen up. This, this this is big. This handicap thing is big. Trust me when I tell you. Because life is going to be real rough for you. Because life is already rough as it is. Even when you're walking as a believer, as a Christian person, life is rough. But because we 
have given our lives to the Lord. We are partnered with the best defense system ever because we could not walk this alone. So get that defense system in your hand so when you move, you move with power. You move with strength. You move with courage. You move with confidence. And ain't no handicap in you. You will not survive in this world if you do not partner up with the kingdom of God. Trust me when I tell you, you will not make it. And right now, we need it. We cannot survive without it. We're talking about making it into the kingdom of God, making it into eternity. We got to make it here first before we could even consider making it there. God is not going to accept us if all we do is lie down on everything. If we want people to give us a pass, if we want people to compliment us on every little thing we do, then who is, what does God have to work with? We've got to bring something to the table. God says, come as you are. So you've got to submit and surrender what you got. But if you ain't got nothing, then what you bring it to him? So I don't know how you're receiving this because it might sound like I'm double talking here. But if you pay attention, I'm making a whole lot of sense. If God himself says there will be no cowards in my kingdom, but at the same time he's saying come as you are, do you know it takes courage to take yourself to God? That's what I'm talking about. But if you're handicapped, you can't muster up what you need to bring yourself to the Lord. Because let me tell you something. When you are, when you are willing to, to take your old spot, because you can't do it anymore, that's a whole lot of courage to give it all up to God. So let's make sure we get it done. You've been listening to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. Join us Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. where we discuss matters of the heart, mind, and spirit as you go through your day. Be sure to set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. They will only serve as a distraction. Remember, prayer changes things. It is Pastor Steph signing off, and I want to thank my due time crew for always, always bringing it to us. Thank you for hanging out with us and helping us do what we do. Please do not miss this opportunity to give God your life right now, and please do not miss this opportunity to strengthen your life with Christ right now because later is not promised to any one of us. Until tomorrow, God says, where it's Let's Talk About It Tuesday Church Folk Day. I love you.